Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the Shore Thing here on July 31st. Where has the last couple of months gone? Warren Shore here with Ryan Silva. Lots and lots of sports to talk about. Uh, I think I'm going to play a four-sport parlay tomorrow uh, as everything is back. So we'll get into that and everything that's been going on. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA coming back last night, what to look for with the Mavs as they get underway against the Rockets tonight as they close out the uh, five games in Orlando today and a whole bunch of other stuff. So go check. Hopefully we've put a good show out there. So I think we're going to talk about Bryson. Do you want to talk about Bryson and his uh, charade yesterday? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, because I got takes on this too, because uh, uh, the fire ant relief is one of the greatest rules in the game, if you can get it. Um, But uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and the iHeartRadio podcast app. Uh, all that good stuff, the short thing, as uh, we got some baseball over-unders. If you want to take a look how those are going, our, our uh, MVP picks and stuff. Fernando Tatis Jr., look, the Padres keep doing well. That's not looking terrible. Not um, at all. And all that good stuff there. So, uh Ryan, what do we uh, things are uh, things are picking up in the sports land? They are big time, and you know you love to see it. Good to have everything coming back or or back already. You know, obviously we have uh, baseball and basketball back. We'll see how hockey goes with these uh, couple tune-up games, and then getting into the playoffs. Uh, but tomorrow. yeah, yeah, qualifying tomorrow. Yeah, and so uh, you know it's great. It, you know, last night we were, we were just talking pre-show here. You know you. But it felt good to finally have to start working the remote again, you know, going back and forth. I was going back and forth uh, from the Yankee game, and they got postponed. I was watching a little bit of uh, the Mets and Red Sox, and then, you know, going and flipped over to the Lakers Clippers. I mean, I fell back. You know, July, it's weird. You don't usually – you're not usually doing that. Uh, but you know what? It, it was good. The thumb was kind of losing reps, and uh, it was good to get back into it. Uh, yeah. So for me, the remote was not working. It was just good to get the two TV setup, the three TV setup fully, fully functioning. Yeah. It was good to get that back going again. I think I need to get another Chromecast though. Uh, because the one TV on the far right doesn't have it. And Mm -hmm. I think I have to set up either like MLB TV on my Xbox which I don't really want to do because sometimes I want to play Xbox while these things are going on. Like last night I played for like an hour. So I think I need to get another Chromecast. We fully, fully get the three, uh, the three screens going on, and the pluses. So Chromecast, if you're on the same app, you can only cast one thing. But like NHL's on NBC, NBA is going to be on ESPN and uh, TNT. TNT, and then baseball's on MLB TV. I could all on my phone cast all three things the three things which has been a problem sometimes with me because all the stuff at first was on like NBC like the Premier League and the golf it was like what am I gonna I can't right. double cast first world problems I know but uh, I mean things are on the up and up indeed they are indeed they are I think my uh, my dual screen days are are limited right now yeah, uh, unless I yeah unless I get something uh, set up a stairs because it's not happening in the living room like i had in the apartment i had the dual screen set up in the apartment yeah but uh so unless unless we can figure something out up here i got the work computer going maybe i can like i got two screens here maybe i can set something up on each screen and then got the computer up or excuse me got the main tv but uh i'm just happy i'm just happy that we have the option agree it all it's good it's good to like figure out like what what gets what screen Mm mm-hmm the Indians get the big screen every night. I'm sorry. The NBA is going to get relegated to the minor screen to the left. That's just look. Those are just the priorities. I don't. Hey, I, I think that I think everyone can kind of understand that right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, all right, you want to start off with baseball, and then we'll get in the NBA. Yeah. So uh, we still get more positive tests coming out of the Marlins. Seventeen guys have tested positive on the team. And their games are postponed through the weekend. And then the Phillies yesterday had a coach and clubhouse, home clubhouse guy test positive, which when they had the first couple days coming back of testing, like no one tested positive, 
I don't think people were saying at the time, well, I think maybe Jeff Passan did. But uh, they were like, hey, you remember the coronavirus takes like three or four days to get symptoms. So when mm-hmm. we get to like Friday, Thursday or Friday, Saturday, then we'll see if the Marlins actually did infect the uh, Phillies at all. Well, yesterday they had, uh, they had two guys test positive, no players yet. But their games for this weekend are postponed. And I was going to say, well, who do the Phillies play and who do the Nat- who do the Marlins play? Well, they play the Blue Jays and Nationals. And the Blue Jays and Nationals can't just play like six games in a row because they've already, played, they already rescheduled to play two. So they just can't do that. So all four of those teams are off this weekend. And it's going to be interesting to see if any players get it coming out today and tomorrow on the Phillies because – Two teams down in the same division is, I mean, if two teams came down, they were going to uh, get shut down. They were probably always going to be in the same division because the one team was going to affect the other. But it's, it just seems like MLB's making up protocols as they go along. Like they're changing double header rules. Yeah. In the middle of the, like, middle of the night last night when the games are going on. It just seems like they just, who the hell knows what's going on? Nobody. Inc- Including the people in charge for MLB. You know, we've long been, uh, you know, kind of trashing them. And I think rightfully so, because that's exactly what it seems like. It seems like they're flying by the seat of their pants, uh, where, you know, you have uh, the NBA and the NHL. They're doing a really good job. Haven't had any positive tests so far, living the bubble life, um, which I think is, is, has been shown that that's what, it need, what needed to happen. I've saw a couple, a couple things on Twitter saying that the Marlins actually went out and were partying when they were in, in Philly. I don't know if that's true or not. In Atlanta. That, that, they were partying in Atlanta. Atlanta so. Magic City. I mean, just you, you got to go get those wings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, um, so maybe that's how it, it, it came about. And if so, I mean, that's incredibly irresponsible by the players and stupid, but kind of uh, par for the course for the Marlins. Uh you know, for, for just a lack of institutional control, uh, a little and throwback. It starts at the top with the Marlins. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I mean, maybe like in the middle. Maybe not the, the no, top. Like I think it starts, it starts in the middle. The <laughs> uh, but either way, I mean, it's just been it's been a disaster for the Marlins. And in turn, it's turned into a disaster for the MLB just because of how they haven't been able to control this. Like you said, they are kind of making it up as they go, and it, and it shows. You know, you can kind of tell when someone has their, their ducks in a row and a plan in place, and you can tell big time when somebody doesn't, and you can tell the MLB absolutely does not. They don't have any idea. They're just kind of going as they, as they, as they, as they can, just making up things and, and making decisions as they go. And I think it's going to turn out for the worst for the MLB. I don't hate the seven-inning uh, doubleheader rule. Um, they were going to have to do something to come up to – or excuse me, to make up uh, these missed games, and I think that's the best – the best option other than just playing full nine, nine inning double headers. But with that condensed schedule already, what was it like 60 games in 67 days? You just couldn't do that. Days, but yeah. Something like that. Uh, so, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't hate the seven inning rule, but the fact that they implemented this in the middle of the night, right before, uh, or excuse me, uh, right as, as games were ending on the night, it, it makes you question like who, who's in charge. And I mean, we know who's in charge, but like, when's he going to pull his head out of his ass basically? Well, we've got some John Heyman is coming in with some news right now that the Brewers and Cardinals game tonight is postponed due to a positive test. Yep. I so, mean, I, I was bullish that the baseball season was going to finish, but I thought we might get more than two weeks in. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, so they were just hyping up. Um, they were just hyping up like, oh, every other team had no positive test other than the Marlins. So, like, mm-hmm. all the players tested over the last week didn't come back positive except for the Marlins. Um, so, like, that was the good news, I guess. But then now today, like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, like, so the Brewers and Cardinals is postponed because they didn't say, uh, they didn't say who tested positive, but just Cardinals had positive tests. Um the problem is Heyman said one for a positive test in one tweet, and then he said tests in another tweet. So, plural, is it, what is it, one or is it multiple? Mm-hmm. But so then, like, the Brewers just got done playing the Pirates, I'm pretty sure, 
And then the Cardinals, I know, got done playing the Twins. So, like, are those games going to be in jeopardy going forward? So, it's just the domino effect of, like, what does this – what does this do? And like one of the reasons of doing the double header, the seven inning double header was like, Oh, we know games are going to get, um, I know games are going to get postponed due to the virus. Like one of the reasons of going to seven innings shouldn't be because we want to play a ton of double headers. Like you should want to play a nine inning game mm-hmm. the whole time. Like you don't, if games get postponed to this virus, fine. But like that should, you shouldn't be like, wow, we're we shouldn't have to make the change the innings of the game because we think there's going to be a lot of games postponed due to the virus. That's how yeah. I look at it. Yeah. And I mean, the, yeah, like we both like the season literally started eight days ago and everybody was in full swing of one week ago. And it's already just a disaster, even yeah. a bigger disaster than it was with the Marlins. And, you know, the, the the part that that sucks is like you said the domino effect of it. Whereas we've seen other sports that have had positive tests, they just uh, quarantine whoever it may be, and games keep rolling. Uh, and that's not the case for the MLB because of of their lack of of planning uh, to begin with. You know what I mean? Where it's just like because uh, I think soccer had a couple positive tests after they got started, if I'm not mistaken, and they just so- quarantined. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what FC Dallas did, when FC Dallas was in Dallas, they had zero tests. Uh-huh. They didn't test positive at all. When they went to Orlando, it started off as two guys getting the virus, and then like eight guys on the team got it. So then MLS is like, well, you're just going to have to leave because they got it when they first got into the bubble. Mm-hmm. So that's what is that? That's what you were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um... You know, so the the domino effect of it all is is really what kills it. You know, it's not just you can either just cancel one team. Or, you know, you can't just cancel one team's games. You have to cancel at least two because, you know, whoever they might be playing. But then now it's, you know, the other two teams that came in contact that or, you know, the other team that they came in contact with, like we're seeing here with the, with the, the Cardinals and, and who did you say, the Brewers? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it, it, that's all it takes. And then, you know. Because who, who's to say, like you said, it takes three or four days uh, to show symptoms. I mean, and aren't you contagious, like, even before showing symptoms, things like that? So, I mean, it could go back even a few days before that. And so it could just turn into a whole big snowball effect that just blows up this entire season, which I yeah. think is the direction we're heading. For sure. And already 20% of the league is not playing tonight. Yeah. Without the Nationals, Marlins, Blue Jays, Phillies, Brewers, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. TBD, if the sense the like I said, the Pirates just got done playing the Brewers. The Pirates play the Cubs tonight, and the Twins play the Indians. So there's four teams that have, like, collateral damage of just playing that other, like, playing those teams. Yep. And they're bringing two more teams into it. So we take, what, four more teams out. I mean, it's almost like the season needs to be put on pause. If it gets but, put on pause, the problem it's, is it's If you wrap. put it on pause, you're not coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Like the not. first time you put it on pause, you're not coming back. But it's like, it's almost it's it is insane that there's that twenty percent of the league a weekend is already out. Like the bubble system is the best way to do it, but the players' association was like, we're not doing that. Well, so, then you're not going to be playing any baseball. Yeah, no, I know. So it's. There are both sides. Both sides have been at fault, I think, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But I think this is this should be eye-opening to the NFL that you might need to create, like, two bubbles, if mm-hmm. possible. But again, it's also different because, one, you're playing once a week. But again, it's not what goes on in the facility that's the problem, as we've discussed. It's what happens when people go outside and yeah. when they leave the facility and if they go out. That's when things get into an issue. They get a hankering for some chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you see those wings, though? I did. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, bro, I, got, I, want, I need to try those. Like, they look, <laughs> they look pretty amazing. So it was pretty funny. We could get into Lou Williams' uh, thing now. We didn't really touch on it last week. But I was watching. I had first take on. Just because I, when the Marlins all stuff came out on, like, Monday – I was like, oh, well, let's put on ESPN to see what Passon has to say and all this stuff. So it mm-hmm. kept on for first take. 
and Bomani Jones was on, and he's from Atlanta, and Max Kellerman was on with Kendrick Perkins. They were talking about the Lou Williams w- wings thing. And when a white guy always invokes, like, Chris Rock, you know, things are like, like the other guy, like the black guy rolls their eyes. It always makes me think of The Office when, uh, like, one of the very first, when they're doing, I think it's like the second episode when they do Diversity, Diversity Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like Max Kellerman says, like it's like Chris Rockley, who's going to the strip club for food, and Bomani Jones is like, dude, I'm from Atlanta. He goes, you don't understand the culture here. That is Magic City. It's like it is a restaurant. Like uh-huh. the restaurant, you go in and you walk to the left and get the food. Like it is separate. You got to go way in the back to see the women. Yeah. Like trust me on this. Like it's just the culture here. Like you just have, and they just like Max Kellerman just like could not get that in his head. Uh-huh. Kendrick Perkins was like, oh, I'm from Houston. We got great strip clubs in Houston. And they are like, we got great wings there, too. And Bill Myers like, you guys just don't understand. Like, and he was like, yeah, sure. Maybe Lou Williams could have had a friend pick up the wings for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that on the judgment was wrong because it's just the culture. You don't, you just don't get it. And yeah. it was fun, like him just like, shaking his head like how can you why are you not listening to me like i live here and the two guys and max kellerman just could not get off of the getting food at a strip club and again look i that's not my type of thing but look if it's part of the culture fine and then you see a picture of those wings and you're like all right all right (laughs) i might get I get it well plus two i mean i think the thing that has gone uh unmentioned quite a bit is his wings are named on the menu yeah yeah the the lou williams uh lemon pepper barbecue yeah i mean lemon pepper and barbecue aren't supposed to go together so i need to try that and see how good it really is um but yeah when those wings came out i'm a big wing guy you know you know that um but but, uh yeah i mean like i said can't can't fault him for it especially when you have them named after yourself chances are you didn't pay for them um but yeah, I did. I did see what you know how you said. Bomani said that it's it's two totally separate things. You have the Magic City uh, Gentlemen's Club, and then you have Magic City Kitchen, is what it's called, and it's like yeah. two totally separate things. And so, might have to take a trip to Atlanta just to try just to try some wings. Yeah, and I agree. The underreported part is that he has the wing. His name is on the menu. Like, you should be granted immunity. You shouldn't have to do a ten day quarantine if when you have if you get food where your name is on the menu. And look, shout out to Lou Williams. He was there rocking the NBA mask. Yeah. He was rocking the NBA given mask that they were supposed to wear in the bubble or ones that they gave him. So look, he was still following protocols. He just needed to get some wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so the NBA last night got our first sets of games as the Jazz defeated the Clippers as everybody was on the Pel- or the Jazz defeated the Pelicans, sorry. Clippers beat the Lakers. Everyone's on the Clippers because they think the NBA is just trying to get Zion in the playoffs, which I don't I don't uh, deny that. Mm-hmm. Did I say the Clippers beat the Lakers? You did, yeah. I meant yeah. to say the Lakers beat the Clippers. Yeah. Um, but uh, everyone thinks, like, every, like, the Pelicans were favored last night. They're like, oh, the NBA is just going to rig this to get Zion on. Look, Zion played, like, eight minutes last night. <laughs> Unreal. I mean, if, if he played more minutes, they win the game. I mean, Alvin Gentry has to play Zion over his minutes restrictions if they want to get in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. look, he ain't going to do that. So the NBA could do whatever they want, but it ain't going to work. Yeah, uh, like I said, everyone was was big on, on the Pelicans. Uh, I saw quite a few uh, tickets on, on Twitter of people taking the Pelicans. But I mean, they're just there. I mean, they're, they're a young team. They're going to be very talented. But like you said, if, if Alvin Gentry isn't playing Zion, they're not going to have any, any success. Or not much success, much past what we saw yesterday. Um, that Clippers-Lakers game was great. I mean, it was some terrible shooting by the Lakers paired with some great shooting by the Clippers. Then the Lakers started knocking down shots. Um, the one thing I will say, you said you watched a little bit of the Clippers-Lakers game, right? Yeah, I watched about the first half. So have the Lakers had the their names under their no, numbers I all year? Started. That okay. That's what I was like. That's weird. That, I, I was like, I don't think that's the case. And then I thought maybe with the social justice uh, phrases or whatever, because like those were on top of the of the numbers. Did they have them on top of the letters? Yeah, on top of the, the numbers. Name yeah. on the bottom. On the bottom, yeah. So I that's... didn't notice the letters, the social justice names or the sayings on the Lakers jerseys. Yeah. So I, I forget who had one. 
so Dion Waiters had Black Lives Matter, and his was which Dion Waiters playing on the Lakers is wild. And with Jr. With Jr. Yeah, I know that they're leading the second group. Um, but so his was was on top, but then LeBron's ADs like all oh, theirs was on bottom. Uh, Zubach had enough on top of his number, and then Paul George, Kawhi, and everything. Their name was on bottom. So I think that's kind of what they're going with. But I didn't notice it in the first game. The first game, they just had the normal. They didn't have their names on the jer- on the bottom of the jerseys. It was just the Saints. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the first game. Yeah, they didn't have that. So the because I saw LeBron's name on the bottom, I was like, wow, that's new. Yeah. Um. Also, crazy thing, Dion Waiters on the Lakers. LeBron had his ass traded for Jr. Yeah. Like in Cleveland when he got on the that like he was like, oh, a half a season ends, like I can't play with Dion. See you later. And, um, yeah, so that's crazy in itself. For sure. When I, when I saw him dribbling up the ball, I was like, because I forgot that they signed Deion Wager. I mean, it only happened like the last week or two, and I forgot about it. And I was, because that was the first thing I thought too. And then, um, the second thing was, uh, Deion Waiters calling himself LeBron Stopper, the LeBron Stopper. He did call him that? Yeah, he called himself that when they played, when I think when he went, when he was on the Heat. He called himself the LeBron Stopper. Okay, I don't remember that. And if you look on Basketball Reference, you want to know what another nickname of uh, Dion Waiters is? He, waiter, there's Waiters Island. I know that. That's where all the stands are at. Kobe Wade. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that that that's, but that was because you know, uh, front office definitely consulted LeBron with before they signed him, and so the fact yeah. that LeBron signed off on that was was wild to me. Did you know? that Joe Kim Noah was on the Clippers? Uh, no. Because I was watching it. I was on the second screen to the left, the smaller screen. And I, when he came in, I was like, who is this guy? I thought it was Spencer Hawes for a second because he had, like, the ponytail and, like, the scraggly beard. And I went to look in the box score, and I go, holy cow, Joe Kim Noah plays for the Clippers. Totally forgot about that. You know who uh, Jamie thought it was because she because they flashed him on the camera and she or on the TV and she goes, "Man, that guy's ugly." And I said, "Yeah, you know, he's he's a little rough." And she goes, "Did he used to play for Oklahoma City?" And I said, "No, oh, he Stephen didn't." Adams. Yeah, I was like, "You're thinking of Stephen <laughs> Adams, her cousin." Yeah, I had totally forgot that Joe Kim Noah got signed by the Clippers. Yeah. Um, he looked like he had a tough game when I was watching. Every time it looked like he was around, he was his arm, typical Joakim, arms flailing. He would have the ball at like the top of the key, sent an illegal screen pretty much, not to get called. Just typical Joakim uh, stuff there. But LeBron looked good, didn't have the greatest scoring night in the box score. But I saw the, uh, uh, I saw the defensive play he had on Kawhi and Paul George at the end, and like everybody's been saying, totally agree. He has to benefit the most from the layoff as he comes yeah. fresh for the stretch run of the playoffs in these last eight games. I mean, this is he's got to love this. Oh, for sure. And, you know, him and AD both. We know how AD can break down, um, you know, in the middle of the season. And, and we saw that beginning of this season. You know, he was, he was starting to get a little injured. So the fact that they're both uh, able to, uh, to take a little break and uh, – you know, get the body right, get the mind right. I think this is going to be huge for them. They added a couple, I don't know, can you call J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters weapons? They added a couple bodies. Well, J.R., uh, I think you could call um, Dion more of a weapon than J.R. just because J.R. had not play in the league for the last, like, 15 months. Like, didn't yeah. play at all last year. And didn't play at all at the beginning this year. Uh, so, so you know, I think I think this is I think the, the the Lakers should totally be in control here. But the fact that the Clippers did play them tough, I think, shows uh, as well uh, that that's probably the top two that it's going to come down to um, when it's all said and done. You know, to to win the West. But um, yeah, like I said, both both teams didn't sh- or neither team shot very well. The Lakers really didn't. I think they're at one point they're shooting like thirty one percent from the field. And so they got down about 10 or 12 points from the Clippers, uh, but they came roaring back and, and LeBron showed that he's still, uh, you know, should be considered the best player in the league, I think. Yeah, all the LeBron haters early on last night. Didn't see them tweeting when he locked up Kawhi at the end. Well, I mean, not not only at the end. I mean, he, he was guarding Kawhi the entire game. 
Kawhi had two early fouls too. Like he got in a bad rhythm to start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, if you trash LeBron for all the stuff he does, maybe give him a little respect. I understand they'll they'll That's be like, oh yeah, he's a good player. Blah That's blah blah. blah. I don't like him complaining after every call. This and that. Blah blah blah, and they're all Luca fans. Luca complains just as much as LeBron. You want to know why? Because he looks up to LeBron. And he sees what LeBron does. He goes, oh, "This works for LeBron. I'm going to do it too." So, uh, yeah. But look, that's the best defense probably LeBron's played in like a year, like legitimately, like a year and a half. Yeah, that's probably the best defensive set he's played since coming over from the Cavs. That's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, last year he didn't play. He got hurt. He didn't play the last like. What three months of the season? Yeah, that's true. So that so going to the Mavs, they play the Rockets tonight. What are you expecting? A lot of people are hyped since they how well they played early on in the um, in the exhibition games. I really don't know how much to take from the exhibition games. Didn't really watch them because I was like, I don't really feel like watching some exhibition. But the Mavs have looked good, and they're in the seven spot uh, right now, a game and a half behind the Rockets and they play the Rockets tonight. So for the standings, like the Rockets are 40 and 24 and the Thunder are 40 and 24. The Mavs are 40 and 27. Mm. So like everyone's playing eight games, correct? Yeah. So the, how are they going to do like the, well, I guess the Mavs haven't clinched the playoffs. They're one of the teams that hasn't clinched a playoff spot yet. Mm-hmm. So they can technically go out if they lose every game, but like if they end up with a better record, then they're gonna have they're gonna play more games than the Rockets and the Thunder. Yeah. So how are they gonna? Do you have any idea how they're gonna do that? No idea. No idea. I mean, am I? Because even if they say the Mavs went eight and zero, say the Mavs and the Rockets both go eight and zero, the Rockets are still gonna have a better win percentage, so you can't go up the percentage. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe you. Because you can't just drop three games, or or yeah, I don't know, I don't know what their plan is for that. Because a lot of times, like in baseball, like you know where we play, it's it's they, the tiebreaker is runs allowed. So how many runs? You, that's like the first tiebreaker. So you don't go off record. You go you know runs allowed, but you can't go off points allowed in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you know it's, it's so I don't know. They're gonna have to get real creative with that because somebody and it might be the Mavs. Somebody's gonna get screwed by it and be like, yo, what the hell? We you know we played these three extra games. Some might say the Mavs shouldn't have played their last game. Uh, you know, back in March when everything got shut down. But uh, that's neither here nor there now. But, yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see what Adam Silver can come up with uh, to either make it a little bit more fair, a little more even, or, uh, you know, just to make a decision in general. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you have, what do you think they, they're going to do? I have no idea. I'm yeah. trying to look up what um... – like what they do like if there's a if they said what the how they're going to do the standings mm-hmm. um but i i don't i don't really know i think you almost kind of have to do a blend of you have to have every team like you can't have an unbalanced an unbalanced schedule yeah so i don't uh i really don't know but look you want to avoid seven or eight because then you're probably going to play the Clippers or the Lakers and you don't Mm want to play. And now I don't hate. um, Hold on. I'm reading. This is not. Not giving you what you need. The NBA.com really not helping. uh, Really not helping out here. Um, But like I feel like if they get to the sixth spot, they can make some noise. They can win a series. They can win the first series for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might even be able to beat the Clippers or Lakers in the first round, but I think that's more of a stretch than. I think they'd be more likely to beat the Clippers than the Lakers. You, th- I think I disagree with you on that. Okay. Because the Clippers have more on the perimeter than the Lakers. Like they could throw Kawhi or Paul George at Luca. Yeah. So they could like share time. And then Patrick Beverly coming off the bench, too, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. think they have, like, LeBron probably doesn't want to guard Luka the whole game. And then, like, if you just look at LeBron and Porzingis, or LeBron and AD in crunch time, they match up pretty well with Porzingis and Luka. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, who are you going to throw at him? You're going to throw, like, KCP or, like, Deion Waiters or JR? Like, I don't. 
I like uh, 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 Avery. Avery Bradley opted out, right? Yeah, Avery Bradley's not back, but um, I just watched uh, Denny Green. Oh, yeah, Danny Green. Yeah, no, that's a good one. But it's like, again, Luca probably still does his work on Danny Green. Yeah. It's just, I think the Mavs are in a good spot here to make potentially a little run or at least win a series if they get to, like, the sixth spot. And, look, I think they're going to beat the Rockets tonight. They're only minus one and a half. I like that. Uh but yeah, I think they can get to like if they get to like this, if they just get out of the seventh spot, I think they they beat the Jazz or the Nuggets mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. And I don't think that really would be a like people would be like oh upset because the seeding. But I don't think that's really an upset. I think they're better than they got more talent than the Jazz. Oh yeah, definitely. And the Thunder. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I mean, and they they match up really favorably with uh, with the Thunder. So I think if they could if they could get them in the first round, I think that'll be that would be ideal for for the Mavs. How about Luke almost getting decapitated by that camera the other day? Yeah, that boy, that's how I mean. You need to be more aware. How about the camera operator and that guy too? I mean, would you could you imagine like that thing was humming at least I don't know five six miles an hour of just a big hunk of metal? Like imagine if that catches him in the face. Like, what do you think happens? Like that's that that would have been brutal scene for for everybody involved. You'd think Mark Cuban would have had a hissy fit. Uh, Mark Cuban would have, yeah, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, he would have lost his shit. Whiner number one, Mark Cuban, when it comes to things <laughs> that go against his way, you think he would have had a problem with that? I mean, uh. He would have contracted coronavirus and then went to the bubble to cancel the entire season just to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have gone bananas. So what, yeah. do, what do you think? Do you, where do you think the Mavs? I think the Mavs are, like I said, are primed to make a good little run. I think they make it to the Western Conference semis. Um, I think that's where they they should line up. Uh, like I said, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Rockets. I, for whatever reason, I just feel like because it took James Harden and Russell Westbrook to get to the bubble, it took them so long to get to the bubble. I don't know. I just feel like there's there's just something that's that isn't going to work out. And because there's- of no, go ahead. Sorry. Be, just because their 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 whole game is obviously based around shooting and playing small ball. I mean, you know, people used to say with the Warriors and people used to say with a lot of other teams that you know eventually your shooting's going to run out, and that's that's kind of what I feel like with the Rockets is that their shooting's just not going to be there. I feel like the combination of Russ and James Harden just isn't conducive to playoff basketball. You know, though they're both fantastic players. Russ is you know one of the best athletic guards we ever we've ever seen. Uh, but I just don't feel like that combo is very, uh, very, like I said, very conducive for a successful playoff run. And there's questions around like D'Antoni and his health. Is he going to be able to coach the whole time down there? Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of question marks with the Rockets. Yeah, big time, big time. Uh, I mean, I'd rather almost be the Jazz, even though those guys kind of hate each other. At uh, least maybe, Gobert uh, and Donovan Mitchell, but like they. But, but that's what I. <laughs> yeah. Rather than I thought the same like, thing, but they they said something about Donovan Mitchell and uh, they're back on good terms. Yeah, they're they're back to being boys. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I look. I enjoyed the basketball being back for sure. I mean, game starts at one thirty today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's huge. You take a look at, take a note there, MLB. Yeah, I know. I can't. I don't understand why MLB is not playing more day games. I they've missed a huge window. Uh, of not just scheduling some games in the afternoon, but that is that a is that a shocker that they missed it? They missed a not at all. Missed but I mean, a, I guess I guess now we'll be getting we'll get our wish because they're going to be doing these double headers. Yeah, but still, like you should have had games going on at like one. Yeah. I mean, they had some games this this week on like Tuesday and Wednesday at like two or three in the afternoon, which isn't bad. But they should have twelve oh five first pitch, huh? Give me a 12.05 first pitch. I agree. Let's get a team on the East Coast starting at 1 o'clock. Yeah. And what did these players want to play at? Like, everyone's working from – half the people are working from home anyways. Put the game on your TV while you're working. Just have it on. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, I think I think baseball is focused too much on trying to get the primetime eyes, whereas their sweet spot is those early games, early afternoon games. Like, that's – like you said, everyone's working from home. You're looking for something to you know just have on the TV in the background. What's better than a little baseball game? And you get hockey's doing all doing four games a day, mm-hmm. ML or NBA doing five games today. I mean, it's it doesn't. You got more stuff to compete against now. Mm-hmm. So like, why don't you put some baseball games on when there's nothing else on? 
in the afternoon, or there are fewer things on in the afternoon. I mean, when the but, KBO first kicked off, I mean, I was at 5 a.m. still getting some pretty decent eyes. Yeah, for some people. <laughs> um, so before we go on, I, Ryan, I want to alert you to uh, this guy on uh, TikTok. Uh-oh. So we've, we've got TikTok gamblers now throwing out. Really? Money. Yeah. So I've started to dabble in that, you know, maybe get sprinkle some, uh, throw some out there, you know, who knows? Uh-huh. Get some winners, went two and one on my first day. Not to brag, but this guy. Hold on, before 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 you go on, real quick, while we're talking about internet gamblers, shout out Bambino Bets, rising yeah, from the he's dead. Alive. He's alive. <laughs> he is alive. Um, so there is this guy. He since MLB Day One has put out parlays, mm-hmm. except for uh, July 29th, and now put out a parlay. The first day he put out like massive favorites, like minus 240 favorites like in the parlays mm-hmm. and um, I think he's lost. He lost every single parlay. The first five he put out <laughs> and like three teamers. He's did a three teamer, even lost a two teamer. He did a two teamer on uh, seven twenty seven. It was the A's. They lost to the Rockies and the D backs. Uh, I think one. So on the second day, when his first came up on my feed, I commented, Hey, why don't you maybe throw in an underdog and not all minus two fifty favorites because they're all not going to win? Mm-hmm. And his response to me was, "Well, if you win a parlay every three days, you're going to come out on top anyways." And I go, "I didn't say that. I said, why don't you mix in a favorite, or why don't you mix in an underdog because all these big time favorites are never are not going to win. Like yeah. they just all four of them don't win in the same day in baseball." And he's putting like $1,000 on these parlays, too. So he's down in the hole kind of big. Yeah. And I don't know what this guy's doing. So on 728, he suffered a, a crucial, a, uh, another, his fifth loss of a parlay. And that's when the comments really started coming hot and heavy for him. They are like, what, the first one is, dude, you haven't want to bet in five days. <laughs> but I appreciate you still posting these so I could fade you. And uh, some people are like, uh, yeah, parlays are so dumb. Do a round robin. Uh, like this and that. It's hilarious. People, like <laughs> one guy, lose the parlays, kid. You'll never make any bones. I lost, I lost more bets than you've ever placed. <laughs> like just, I mean, guys getting just obliterated in the comments. And then some people are like, dude, where's your thing for 729? Yeah. And he just did commented. That was a loss. And then finally yesterday. Uh, he did a parlay. I'm actually about to start. I don't follow this guy. I'm about to start following him because I want to see his picks. Yesterday, he had the Jazz, Yankees, and Dodgers. I think that won, right? Yeah. Finally, the man. Were, got I mean, is, were, they, all, were they all money line? Yes, all money line. Okay. Then, yeah, it did. Uh, oh, he posted those after the Jazz game. He said, posted it when the Jazz game was in the fourth quarter. He goes, oh, I'll post you the bet slip. Uh, to show you because I couldn't post a video on time. I want to be like, buddy, what are you doing all day? Like, get these things out quick. So I might need to keep us updated on this guy. I'll send you a couple of his videos. Yeah, he just does the stupid pointing thing or whatever. But the comments are just hilarious because now everybody is saying, "Uh, yeah, this was posted after the Jazz won. This was posted after the Jazz won. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. That is funny. That, who would have thought that that the gamblers would have found a little niche in uh, in the TikTok game? Yeah, that's oh, a wild move to me. Yes, and I put one video up that said like betting or whatever, and I got like eight videos of guys like doing single bets and like mm-hmm. all the other like all that stuff. And I was like, maybe I should just sit this one out on the TikTok gambling. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's where maybe that's where you find your your. Uh, your audience, maybe golf TikTok it, and gambling TikTok. Yeah, you don't have to. You won't have to beg for for likes or views. No, but I really, I will say, I was really coming close to to begging for some likes or views on the. the oh. I made. I came close. I didn't do it. Good. Because I thought I did a very funny like TikTok with the Taylor Swift video. I'll text it to you. Okay. Uh, and it just flopped. It was like. Honestly, it's, it was it was really disappointing. I'm gonna have to post it again because it really was too good, like too funny. I thought not to like. Are we sure about that? I thought it was funny. 
Well, yeah, see, that, that might be uh, the issue. I'm sending it to you now. If I didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but I thought it should have got... I'm not saying it's sort of one that should have been like, wow, it should go super viral. Mm-hmm. It should have got more than 350 views. Is, that's at least my opinion. Okay. Uh, but that I mean, if you can get in with the Swifties, I've seen on Twitter that that's a good place to live. I, yeah, no, it is a good place to live. Usually Swifties have Swifties back. All right, let's uh, see. We got it here. Watching it right here. Great podcast. <laughs> I mean, the the only issue that I have is the caption. I've misspelled it, but there's no there's no spell check. You can't you can't go edit the caption. No, you cannot go edit. Oh, that's it. tough. I realize it. I know. I look. I know. I know. Yeah, like Taylor, I found and sold cardigan I under my bed. It's meant to be old, an old cardigan under the yeah. bed, but you accidentally type one thing and then you can't change it. It's tough. But look, what are your thoughts? Not bad. Not terrible. Kind of, kind of like it's like it's like a corny funny. That's what the point is, and you okay. can kind of play well. That's what yeah. I was going for—a corny funny. Yeah. Then, then you hit the nail on the head there. Thank you. With that Thank one. You. All right, we'll close out here. Uh, with uh, uh, still playing, there we go. Yeah, oh, bright. Well, dang, hey, get those get those views coming <laughs> back in the cycle. Maybe it gets back in the cycle. Uh, Bryson yesterday, yeah. So I was on the golf course, really didn't look at my phone all day. So when I got done, I saw that Bryson was the center of attention and I saw that he was yelling. I saw that he had a five minute discussion with the rules official about uh, if his, his ball he was in a dangerous situation because he was around fire ants and you get relief from burrowing animals and you do get relief from like fire ant hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you do get relief from that, but it didn't really look like there were any fire ant hills around that. Cause you see like, there's two fire ants come on yeah. two fire ants, Bryson. Give me a, like what I'm thinking you get, the, you see the mounds, right? And you, you get relief from the mounds. Yeah. I've gotten relief from the mounds. I've told guys I've caddied for, hey, fire ant, maybe take the stance a little bit wider. We'll get a better lie here. Hey, fire ant relief. Like, let's do this. Know the rules so you get that. Mm-hmm. Also, ground cracks you get relief from. Got a guy a better lie from ground cracks. But Bryson, totally out of line. And he's hurting his brand more than I think he realized. But this just like, with this yesterday, what was the incident? Oh, the 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 eight or the, the, the under the fence at Memorial when he got the 10. Yep. Asking for a second ruling. Like he should probably just stop talking about rules and just play the damn game. A hundred percent. Either he's ruining his brand, like you said, which I think that's what he's doing, or he's a hundred percent living up to the brand that he is already kind of created. You know what I mean? Like he, like yeah. you said, the, the, the rules thing, the, the mad scientists, um, I think I think everybody in golf right now is getting some Bryson fatigue uh, because you know the big talk was was his his seventeen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and forty two protein shakes per per day and then now he's yeah he's still smoking the ball but then he just you know pulls stuff like this I mean I don't know if you saw the clip of it but um, the the rules uh, what, what do they call them the rules what the rules official rules official was like yeah no sorry Bryson you know nothing I can do. He was like, oh, oh, all right. He goes, oh, there, there, there's a fire ant. Do you see that crawling out? There's one right there. It's like one, one. All right. That's you not. Know, yeah, that's that's not what, like you said, I, I, I you got to know the rules so you can kind of, you know, finagle a, a better, uh, a better uh, uh, lie. Which, or just look, know the rules so you know what you could get relief from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, I'll use an example. Yesterday, we, we had a baseball game, and there's a kid that hit the ball down the line, and it was very clearly on the outside part of the bag, and the umpire calls it fair um but it hit the bag and i knew it did so obviously it's a fair ball uh and i when he called it fair i was like no no way there's no way you can, you can call that ball fair and he was like he was like coach that that ball hit the bag and he goes not only did it hit the bag but it hit the chalk on the other side of the bag and i was like i didn't hit the chalk i said i know it hit the bag but i just gotta come out here and try to do my job you know see if i can steal one he's like yeah yeah i know i know and so that's kind of that's kind of part of it was like you got to you got to see if you can you know if there's a little wiggle room. So that I can kind of respect, but the way he goes about it and the way he just like 
presents himself in, in this manner after after the whole you know yelling at the cameraman having his caddy go block for him like i said his, his, the ruling under the fence like it's just all this perfect domino effect of of bryson just coming out looking like a big old bitch yeah i mean ant hills not just one fire i mean you can find fire ants anywhere on the grass. literally anywhere yeah seriously just take it just step on one if you're on an anthill pile fine yeah you get relief from that but just i was laughing when i saw that it's on i was just like really this is what we're going this is his latest charade is mm-hmm. complaining about two fire ants about and fire ants one whole fire ant unbelievable yeah unbelievable but like and i say right on right on brand form so but see this is a good case of when you try to be something you're not, like he was trying to be like the big bad boy of golf, like I'm going to get, get buff and hit the ball a million yards and, and everyone's going to love me. Well, what actually happened was you got tits and you hit the ball far and now everyone hates you. He has one this year, though, even though everyone hates him. He has one, yeah, for sure, for sure. He's played decently well, but then we have meltdowns sprinkled Oh, the between. meltdowns are – I look, the roids are – these are roid meltdowns. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. The right? testosterone started to uh, get a little low, so his his hormones are all out of balance. Don't you think so? I don't know about roids, but it's I definitely. Think, I don't remember him ever having these type of like blowups before. But see, I while I agree with that, I think that's part of him trying to build this brand of somebody that he isn't, and so you know, it, it kind of it kind of uh, it gets frustrating for him because he's trying to toe this line of being this guy that he thinks he wants to be for, for the fans and for the media and for the game of golf versus who he really is. And, yeah, but I mean, it could do, do they test for uh, performance sanction drugs in the PGA? Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to. They're supposed to. Now, I don't know if they're look. I also wonder, I'm also curious. This is for like baseball as well. Is like, they're all focused on like the Corona testing. Mm-hmm. Like, are they still testing for PEDs? Yeah, because somebody's got popped for PEDs. Um, well, they are. But, I, but, like, I assume they're still testing for PEDs. I shouldn't have said that. But, like, do you think, like, if a guy comes back positive, they'll just be like, I know Classe for the Indians got suspended and a couple other guys. But, like, now during the season, they'll be like, hey, you know what? Just a slap on the wrist here. We're more focused on Corona than, than the steroids. Like, they need some extra. They want some more. It's like when they came back from the lockout. We need the, like – the steroids yeah. with the long gone summer and all that, like get right. get the excitement with the home runs. Are they just be like, ah, do that? I don't know because if they if it gets found out that they swept that under the rug, then yeah, things would just happen. Yeah, disaster, disaster. Uh, what, what's your take on the whole Joe Kelly thing? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I think I'm pretty much with everybody else. Yeah, the fact that Major League Baseball continues to like protect the Astros in this, yeah, is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And Joe Kelly didn't even hit a guy. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, he could have tried to. Again, he's a, he has no command. He hasn't had command for like three years. Well, when we saw when he put a changeup through his back window at his <laughs> yes. house, and he's trying to throw into like know. a twenty-foot net. I know. I just don't. I'm just so sick of the MLB just sticking up for the Astros. Like, they are so easy to just, like, vilify. And, like, mm-hmm. you're just backing them. Yeah. I don't I don't get I don't. What I don't get either is the fact that Joe Kelly wasn't even tossed from the game. And they're going to yes, spend him eight and games. They're spending eight games? It's 22 games in a normal season. Yeah. I mean, that's got to get appealed down to, like, three, right? Two or three. Or maybe one. I mean, it's just like... Also, why did Dave Roberts get suspended? What did he do? I mean... Just because he's a manager? Yeah. I mean, Dusty Baker got fined, and he didn't even do anything. That seems tough. Yeah. Um, so, one of the things, though, I did... I did find interesting. So, the Indians radio guy, Tom Hamilton, did say, well, you know what? Joe Kelly didn't seem like he had a problem when the Red Sox were cheating when he was on the Red Sox. Right. Which is a good, like, I want to be a Joe Kelly on Joe. I'm on Joe Kelly's side. You're on the side of baseball versus the Astros. Yes, yes. Yeah. But again, good point that, yes, Joe Kelly didn't seem to, he didn't seem to have a problem when the Red Sox were caught cheating. 
I mean, he could pull a Justin Verlander and be like, oh, that was the hitters. For sure, but then you lose every, like, intent, like, everything is... Yeah. We know you're just a fraud. Yeah. So, no, no, you see, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think, I don't think you're on Joe Kelly's side. You're just on the side of I'm on everyone. the side of right, and the right is yeah. punishing the Astros at all costs this year. Exactly. My favorite part is that he looked at Correa, because Correa is probably the guy that I like the least on the Astros, and says, nice swing, bitch. Like, that's, like, that's just, that's awesome. Yeah, and like, what is Correa chirping in him for, dude? You get struck out. Yeah, like just go back to go back to the dugout. Your time is you're you're you come and gone. See you later. Yeah, sorry you couldn't hit this no command curveball that I've thrown. <laughs> Do you think he tried to hit Bregman? I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think that was definitely a pitch that he was trying to hit. Yeah, hit Bregman. Do you think yeah. he was trying to hit Correa? I don't think he was trying to hit Correa. I just think that curveball just had no command. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna hit the guy, if you're gonna hit the guy on purpose, it's not gonna be with a curveball. For sure, it's gonna be with a 95 mile an hour fastball, like he threw at Bregman. And even if you don't have command or control, you don't miss by that much. Where you throw behind a dude and six feet, you know, or about three feet over his head. Either you throw it right in his ribs or you throw it right on his hands. But with Correa's, yeah, Correa's was was uh, was just a curveball that that didn't that didn't hit. You're not gonna hit a guy with the curveball. The funniest thing, the funniest thing though, is the Astros fans. I mean, these guys need to sit this one out. Let let the 29 other teams come in. 29 other teams' fans come in and, and talk some sense into you. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is, is I got people saying they were like, uh, um, like, oh, eight games. Like, I was like, ridiculous. He should have got fined at the most. He goes, but the league is sending a message. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, the league is sending a message, but what did the league send the message to the Astros players? Nothing. And you go, but if, if they don't do this now, the net world, we're going to get hit all, we're going to get hit all season. Well, guess what? Don't bang on a goddamn trash can in the regular season yep. for the whole year in 2017 and win the World Series. And then you know what the next message I had after that? What's that? The response was, it's also funny looking at Yankees Twitter. They've, they like, oh, there's a, I guess they had some camera thing where they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a video, a video. Uh, I saw judge tipping pitches opening night. Was that what he was alluding to? Or was it? No, 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 else? no, no. So, so judge was t- tipping pitches cause he was picking them up from the On catcher. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there was a guy, there was a video. It's a very blurry video. It looks like it was filmed on one of the very first Nokia phones. Uh, and there's a guy sitting with a camera. His face is blurred out too. But you can't see what he's recording. It's just a guy in the outfield with the camera. So, you know, it's hard to tell. But it did come out, uh, that video, but it just kind of went away because I think of how just inconclusive it was, it was yeah, of, of anything. Like, it literally looked like it, it was filmed underwater through a foggy piece of glass. Uh, and you couldn't – and they, like I said, the fact that they blurred the guy's face out just added to the distortion of everything. So – uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but the Yankees have never been proven guilty of anything. So until they are, you know, you got to assume they're all innocent. Documents. I don't know. Documents. Yeah, I don't know what those documents, if they even <laughs> exist, if they even exist, if they're a real thing. Much like the Des Bryant video that Adam Schefter alluded to. I think that's kind of the same thing with these documents. What about those other people that were supposed to, all the famous people that were supposed to be at the uh, Orchard of Ozarks? Remember when Adam Schefter was like, wow, lots of famous people here at the massage parlor in Jupiter. Yeah. Those names never came out. Yeah, I think the, the, I think that, that list of names is probably right next to those documents. They just never existed. But who released the video? Was it a fan that did it or who? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. It just, I just saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it was from the, the Twitter account. I don't remember what the Twitter account was that, that released it. But um a bunch of people were getting tagged in it obviously john boy media and things like that were getting tagged in it but it just never became a thing because the video was just so so bad i'm yeah i'm sick and tired of the astros Every, everything about them look i don't want anyone to get injured but justin verlander out for the year don't hate it if he is, so is he for sure oh, i was gonna say yeah i, I said heard. if he is up for yeah the year, don't hate it what uh uh anything else you want to touch on I think that's it. Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. You, uh, uh, one thing, I gotta go ahead. Do you think the Yankees can win with this rotation? Jay Happ is really bad right now, and so is James Paxton. So until we get Tanaka back, um, I don't know. It's going to be – I think with the rotation, if we can go – if 
I mean, shoot, if we can start getting some of these seven inning double headers, we'll be prime. You know, have our have our starting pitch, have our pitching go. You know, three four innings. Have our starter go three four innings and turn it over to our bullpen. Fine with me, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jay Happ and, and James Paxton have been pretty bad so far. We really need Snaka to come back. What? The guy that I'm really, really want to see is Clark Schmidt. He had a fantastic spring. Even when we were, when they had these these tune up games, he was just he's filthy. Like when I'm saying filthy, like sick two seam that runs in on guys' hands, uh, nasty slider that just breaks at the shoe tops. Like it, he's he's good. So I, I hope we see him in the rotation starting up pretty soon because he is he is filthy, filthy. So, uh, but right now, yeah, they're gonna have to figure some things out. The, the offense is there, so that's that's yeah. always the plus. Uh, you know, I thought it might take the offensive while to to come around, but it's it's been there from the jump. So, I was just curious. Yeah, I don't have that issue. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just no, no. That. You really don't. We've I mean, got we've got other issues. We've got an offensive issue and a little bit of a bullpen issue. But oh, one thing, one thing, one last thing. I know we've gone kind of long today. So you're gonna get mad at me for calling Shane Beaver the best pitcher in baseball. Oh no 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 no! He, the guy's pitching great. You know he if you right right now he is the best pitcher in baseball. We no, all know Garrett Cole is actually the best pitcher in baseball. You know he's only walked one guy this year. And yeah he, yeah no I saw yeah. the I saw the stat stat line. Well, the one thing that I wanted to bring up is last I don't even remember when it was. I'd have to look up on on Twitter. Uh, but when you tagged me in the in the oh uh, stack bunting. The sack bunting, yeah. the, the newspaper article. And then that same day, just a couple hours later, do you want to tell everybody what happened? The Indians played <laughs> the Royals in an extra inning game. And Kansas City did not get one hit, and they scored a run. And they ended up winning the game because the Indians could not uh, successfully – they did not sacrifice bunt. The Indians did not sex, successfully hit with runners in the scoring position. And sure, look, Kansas City, fine. They did their sack bunt, the garbage, and they got the fly ball. The Indians had bases loaded with the top, with hitters two, three, and four. They had runners on second and third with hitters two, with one, two, and three up. And they all struck out. So so what you're saying is, so three, they went down three times, three times in a row. If you just put that bat right over the they plate. They had runners on second and third. And push one right up the first baseline. I'm just saying. I'm going for the win. I'm not playing for the damn tie. Well, you didn't get either, so. So you're going to tell me you're going to bunt with Jose Ramirez or Frankie Lindor? Maybe not those guys, yeah. Or even Cesar Hernandez. Cesar, and Cesar Hernandez, fine second baseman, was swinging a nice bat. And look. they who's, your lead, who's, who's the leadoff guy? Cesar Hernandez. Okay, so, yeah, you bunt with him. They try. Push, hold on. Hold on. Push one across. The first, pitch, the first pitch. He tried to slap one down. Almost popped. He popped it up and it went out of play. And I was like, "Please don't bunt again." You're gonna have poor execution. That's poor execution. And what? You trust your guys. But yeah, you 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 lay one down with you lay one down with your leadoff hitter. Bring that third uh, the runner on third across, and then you got hitters two, three, and four. Hopefully coming up, and and you can get it done. We could have got it done anyways. They just didn't execute. They just did not execute. We had runners on second and third. You know who did execute? The Royals, shot credit to the Royals for hitting a lazy fly ball. My biggest problem with the extra innings rule is that I think it should be, you should put the guy on first base with no outs instead of second base with no outs. Yeah. Or if you put him on second base, give it, it should be one out. One out, yes. Agreed. Because you, can't, you shouldn't just be able to, hey, sack, bunt the guy over, and then um, if you hit a fly ball, he's in. Like, it shouldn't be technically that quote-unquote easy like you should actually have to work for something yeah and i know you like you should actually get it you should actually have to at a minimum like get a hit to get score a hit the run. no i agree i agree because wholeheartedly now it's like they didn't have they didn't get a hit and they scored a run mm-hmm. so like you should actually have to get a hit to score a run no yeah i definitely agree but in the in the confines of, of the rules no. uh again that's fine i know you're a sack bunt lover i'm not a sack bunt lover but I'm a believer in the sack bunt. I'm a sack. I'm a sack bunt truther slash believer. Get him on. Get him over. Get him in. That's what the Royals did. They got one guy over. They got a placed over. He was placed on base. <laughs> they got him over and they got him in. And you know the thing too. You know the the 
So it's not the run is not charged to the relief pitcher. Who's it charged to? Nobody. It's an unearned run. Huh. The only problem is, is that the pitcher then who gives up the run gets the loss. Like that that's a tough sense. loss. Yeah. Like they're the pitcher of record. That's a tough loss. That is. To yes, that is real tough. They need to have like an abbreviated category. Yeah. But who knows? We might not even have baseball come next week. True. True. The middle of yeah, middle of next week. You know, Wednesday. We we'll see how uh, how things are going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it for the show. Oh, also amazing that Mike Golick. Credit to him. I mean, send off well deserved, but this is like. I'm not the, uh, say, like funny, but like the Golic Stroke like, Fest, huh? The Golic Stroke Fest going on on Twitter. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, the guy was on there for 22 years. Like he created ESPN Radio with like put its name. But like, first of all, why are you forcing him out of your ESPN? That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, we get it. He's a good dude, and he's pissed at Greeny left the show. Like, all right, fine. I like Golic, but it's just like this seems just like, I guess maybe I just. You put a you put in a shift. You're done morning morning talk for 22 years. I mean, this is a send off that is well deserved. Mm-hmm. I should say, but it just seems like the bigger. Why are people not asking the questions more of like why is ESPN exec say exec say we don't want Golik on anymore? Like he just does a very vanilla show, which is what they've said they want in the morning, and he does that. You're gonna tell me people are gonna listen to Keyshawn Johnson and whoever's yeah, right. on the show. See, I think the reason that he is being forced out is because he's a very good number two. He's never going to be the host of a show. He's always going to be a good co-host. You know what I mean? But so unless you pair him up, because I think that, I mean, uh, honestly, as as good as Mike and Mike was, you know, their dynamic, I think a lot of it was because Greeny was a very good host. And I'm not the biggest Greenberg fan, but I mean, he did a great job uh, being the host and then um, Golik kind of he kind of built the persona of like you know a uh, uh, big dumb athlete that's talking on the radio, and then it kind of and then it kind of morphed into that. But you know he can like when when SVP and Rosillo split up or SVP left to go do the afternoon or the midnight sports center, like Rosillo you could put into a hosting job and he was going to do fine. That's what exactly what happened. You couldn't have like the Mike Golik show. Because- that would never happen. And I don't think any, like, ex-athletes are, like, the main host of a show. It's always, yeah. like, this guy, and then they get some other guy in yeah, to, like, host with them. But, again, I just don't understand. Sure, take him off of the morning. You want another trouble? Like, keep him on. Mm-hmm. Hell, he got his son a hosting job on the network, for Christ's sake. I think a lot of that has to do ha- – also has to do, like, the what we're seeing on, on Twitter right now is everyone loves his daughter, too. And so she's the one that was, like – she kind of kicked it off. Yeah. Of, of like, well, I saw this. I saw people doing this like a week ago when it was announced that he was. Well, like, when it was announced, yeah. But today it's been like, that's all my Twitter feed is because of all the different ESPN personalities I follow. But, you know, yeah. shout out to him. Like you said, the longevity, longevity is, is, is something to be commended, you know, very much so. But can you really say that he was like that great? Well, he was the. I will say this: he probably paved the. I did you see the greeny thing that he did? Mm-mm. He was. He did pave the way for the ex-athlete to be an opinionist because yeah. before just like an analyst. True. Like he was the first guy that did that. And like if you if you host a morning show on a national, you see how much ESPN radio changes. Mm-hmm. And they never really thought about changing it until now. Like that is. I mean, he should be commended, and he should be commended. And they're in the Hall Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame, and probably rightfully so. Oh, for sure, absolutely like, rightfully that so. Long and stuff like that. So, like, I get the send off, and all this stuff. It just seems like, I guess, like my problem with the send off is that it feels that this is like the forced. He's getting forced out. He's getting mm-hmm. squeezed out from his job. So, like, oh, we are making it. We're doing the send off while we're squeezing him out, and he's going to yeah. do like college football games. Sure, he might enjoy calling college football games, but you know what he probably likes doing more? He probably likes getting up at 6 in the morning and talking sports for four hours a day and then going home and probably playing golf or something. Like, oh, that's yeah. what he likes to do. Yeah. He, he, he's, 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 he's pissed. He probably appreciates all these nice words, but he's pissed he's getting squeezed out of the ESPN radio uh, lineup change. And 
he's he's like, where's the loy- where is the loyalty from ESPN for all the years I put in? Yeah, I mean it's 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 non-existent. It's just, that's that's where I'm. That's sorry, right. I mean, but that's where I'm no. coming from with the send-off. Like, it's because he got forced out. It's not like he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Like if he just said, "I'm retiring. I'm done. I'm going to do this." I would probably feel much more better about it that rather than the fact of he got forced out. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. I agree. Um, but all right, that's it. Shout out, Gola. Us Clevelanders got to stick together. <laughs> I got your back, Mike. Uh, but we'll be back on uh, Tuesday next week. Tuesday. Uh, because I got a golf qualifier. There are these r- rules and restrictions that we have to do that I think we might need to talk about a little bit tomorrow, on Tuesday, how they go. Because of uh, the Rones? The Rones. So you can take a cart, mm-hmm. but if you are sharing a cart with – they're allowed two cars per groups, and if you're sharing a cart with someone that's not in your household, your other playing opponent, you have to wear a mask in the cart. Hmm. So you got to take put on the mask when you're in the car, then take it off when you go play, like makes go sense. out of the. I guess that makes sense, but still, it seems a little. It doesn't make sense. I was being sarcastic. But <laughs> I picked up the guys I'm playing with. I got two college guys in my group. Uh huh. Fingers crossed, a kid from Rutgers who looks like he should be going to SMU just based on his name. can't remember his first name. It was like Sly. What was his name? Uh, it was some – it had Highland Park name written all over <laughs> The Highland Park. Uh, here it is. His name is uh, Shaler Dance. Wow. Shaler looks like he should be going to SMU, not Rutgers. Uh, so he goes to Rutgers. He plays in college. Hopefully he walks. There's a kid from Louisiana Tech. That he's hopefully the two college guys walk. So I get the own card. There you go. But like we have to print off our own scorecards. Like all this stuff we have to because of coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how. Full report on Shaler. What if he on Shaler coming up on Tuesday? Uh, but well, right. we'll be looking forward to it. Oh. I don't think I'm looking forward to it. Um, but we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, full weekend of sports to talk about. And, Ryan, get some PGA Championship picks coming. We'll get some of those going. Perfect. First major here is next week. All right. Talk to you guys on Tuesday.